friend? Talk radio? Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay. What's the... There's Richards a chance. Quick shot. Rebound. Nietzsche. In front of Richards. Oh, a miraculous stop by Nabokov. Game saver. Wow. Look. Are they going to have a look, Glenn? Absolutely. Watch Richards this. Thinks it might be in. Did that puck go in? The light flashed ever so briefly. That's the save of the playoffs. I am James Cole and Hi. I'm ah. Brutes. Brutes Bataglia. I write for Puck77. I'm also on Twitter. I guess that's it. I'm not alone anymore. <laughs> nope. Those are some dark days, buddy. Yeah, I mean you're you're gonna be your shoulders are gonna be sore though, because you're gonna be fucking carrying this podcast today. I'm pretty hungover, but Nice. Big night last night. Yeah. yeah. Celebrating the uh, death of Jesus, I see. Well, a uh, former guest to the podcast, Jordi Armiento, is in town. Um, okay. So, okay. All right. Hello. Did not know that. Easy. And I could have swore I saw him yesterday. Yeah, I'm like, he, no, he's... Probs. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So he, not... him, him and Sophie are here. Nice. Uh, yeah. So it was good. And uh, my buddy bought a house, so, you know, I was kind of boozing because of that, even though I was only there for about 20 minutes. Check out the new couches. And, uh, yeah. What a week. So, yeah, no, it was, it was uh, weekend, I guess. It was a good night. It was one of those nights, I think I told you earlier, so you go out to the bar and you, you seem to know everyone. Like, it was just like, you know, everyone there was a friend of mine. Ah, so. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was kind of nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm feeling a little woozy. Yeah. But, uh. Any, sh- any big Easter okay. day plans on the horizon? Any, no. No? That's, no. Well, I mean. I have things to do today, but uh, both the Easter dinners were on Friday. Mm. So, uh, yeah, okay, you're you're gonna need to sit down, buddy. Why don't you go see James? Go see Uncle James. In contrast, uh, uh, Brutes' dog is uh, much more uh, receptive and friendly. Much to the more hosts. chill, but really seems like he wants to kind of check things out right now. Mm. This is weird. He's like looking at me, wagging his tail. He says, "Hey, why don't you go see James? Go see Uncle James." All right. Well. Maybe go around the other way. Hey, come around, come around, or whatever works. Okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, I had a good time. Fantastic. Last night, it was good. That's good. You know, no big Easter Day plans. Um, I, uh, I'm i going to I'm going to my buddy's there, because uh, the house that he bought is a block away from me. Mm-hmm. So that's like 90 seconds. I told him I'm going to be over probably every day. He seems pretty prepared so far, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes over time. So, yeah, I'm just going to go there, watch some of the Leaf game. He's got to leave because he's got an Easter dinner, so then I'll come home and watch the Leaf game. There you go. Um, I think that's it. Okay. Editing this podcast. So That's my day. That's, well, hey, you know what? I've, I've had worse Sundays. I'll say that much. But. Yeah, I'm pretty down, to be honest with you. I'm really not down for the Easter dinners today. 
I kind of want the day to myself. I've, you know, I worked every single day last week except for Friday, and I was with family the entire day. Sure. So, you know, as much as you love family, uh, that's not a day off. Mm, no. That's, uh, you gotta be on. You're not wrong. You gotta be prepared. You gotta, you gotta have something ready. So, you know, luckily, no questions about the girlfriend this year. Ooh. Are you seeing a lucky lady? No. Nah. Uh, no. Nah. Nah. They, they figured out you're, you're firmly on the bachelor. Oh, yeah. Right? Fuck, yeah. I'm, yeah. Very, okay. very single. It's great. It's fine, I guess. For any ladies listening. Yeah. Well, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if there are any girls that listen to this podcast other than your mom and Asia, I'll be shocked. But all right, yeah. Asia was fantastic, by the way. Great interview. I gotta say, yeah, yeah. That, that was nice. Um, and then you you alluded to the fact that we would have an, a, a guest this week. I didn't have time to sit down with him, so uh, he'll, he'll be on. I mean, like it's still you. You probably didn't lie because we'll probably have another podcast out like this week. So he'll probably just be out on like he'll be on like Friday's episode or something. Well, I'm glad I didn't lie to the people. That's that's not what. No, you you you, you went off the information I information I gave you, and you were uh, you were spot on. No, oh, thank you, sir. Yeah. Um. Now we didn't get a chance to talk uh, to the people anyway. Um, the people about uh, Tiger Woods. Oh, um, which we I kind of touched on a little bit last. Yeah, I'm week. I'm pretty but, down. Um. So we we kind of went over you know the the resurrection of the career. Rightly so, we talk about a resurrection this weekend, but um, his ascension back to the Fuck, top. You of- might have to do the ad segue <laughs> this week. Holy shit, that was the, pretty good. The golf world. Maybe I'm just uh, hungover and sleep deprived, but uh, that wasn't bad. All right, I- I'm glad you're uh, here to enjoy it because, again, I never want to do that solo episode again. So yeah, you were you were a little lost. That's- mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> that's-, that's fair to say. But um, so yeah, we talked about. Tiger coming back and and that that whole process of going from top of the world to uh, completely off the map of golf to coming back to the top of the top world of the world looking down on creation as a runner at the end of the train subway. Yeah, I don't know that song. I don't know. I'm gonna look up the lyrics though, just see how wrong I was. The first Google of the podcast. Nice. So. It seems here that uh, you had uh, a little bit of a discussion in mind. You want to talk about maybe uh, a hockey player that did yeah, the same so thing? Yeah, so I listened to a baseball podcast, uh, and, and one of the questions they got was, um, what would be the baseball equivalent, both all-time and current, mm. of a, like a Tiger Woods-level comeback? And like, it might be tough to come up with like an all-time for hockey, because like, nothing like that's ever happened before. Um the closest maybe being Mario. Yeah. But like he didn't win a, he didn't win a cup when he came back. No. You know. So like but I mean is that is that the same as winning the Masters cuz that is a team achievement so like I don't know if that's what it would be. Right. You know. I guess like yeah, I don't know cuz it's like a, the player needs to have been like really dominant. The answer they came up with for baseball was like if Albert Pujols came back and won like the home run race this year. Mm. Which would be like you know what I mean? Like, you think about it, and it's like, it's just as insane to think about as, like, Tiger winning the Masters. Sure, yeah. Um, so, like, hockey, I don't know, it'd be tough, like, like, Corey Schneider winning a Vesna comes to mind, but, like, he wasn't that great. He never won a Vesna before. No, that's so, what I mean, yeah. right? Like, Roberto so, Luongo, maybe? But... Yeah, he's that's just a good one. Declining. He never really dropped No, but that, that, that's a good one. But he's yeah. been derailed because of injuries. True. And, like, all of the hockey world seems to like him, except for you, for some reason. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> Patrick Line, even though he's twenty, oh, you boy. know. That's a... But I mean, like he'll 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 be back. He'll win a scoring title. So this this isn't. Yeah, I don't know. Luongo might be the guy. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, I don't know. All time, like you're you're probably right. It's probably Lemieux. It's probably Lemieux. But like you're right. He didn't he didn't win. Um, the only other one that comes to mind, and it's not really a factor that is. Like, it wasn't, like, an injury or anything like that, but, like, Turk Broda com- kind of comes to mind. I thought you were going to say Gary Roberts. Oh, no. Well, that was a nice comeback, but... Um, you know who was a lot like Tiger Woods? The <laughs> second-line left-winger of the Calgary Flames. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like, Turk, Turk Broda leaves for the war, comes back, wins three cups leaves with, for the like... war. Just, just listen to that sentence. <laughs> leaves for the war. Ah, oh, yeah, he figured he would go and fight those damn commie bastards. What happened for these four years of Jack Eichel's career, Mom? Oh, he left for the war, son! Yeah, <laughs> the war. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's kind of an impressive comeback. But again, it wasn't really an injury or anything like that that got in the way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Tiger, it's it's unique. I, I don't think it's supposed to be replicated. I don't think there's supposed to be equals. So, mm-hmm. um, trying to come up with one is... No, is it's like tough. the most wild thing, man. Like, there's just... And I mean, good for people who bet on it. But, like, if you were to ask me what I thought, like, a, you know, like a year ago, there was no way. Hmm. I thought maybe he would get back to the point where he was, like, making Sundays of a major tournament. Maybe. But even that seemed like a stretch, let alone winning it. Because he, he had a good season last year, right? Like, he finished high in the overall. Oh, he, he, he did. The back half, anyway. Because okay. uh, at the start of the year, like, I don't, I can't remember if you mentioned it, but, like, a year ago from when he won the Masters, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but this is coming from TSN, so I'm pretty sure it's right. Uh, a year to the day, they looked up where he was ranked. He was ranked 1199th a year ago to the day of when he won the Masters. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Like, that's still pretty good. That's still higher than I was ranked, but, like, that's... Uh, well, we're glad to see him back at, at the very least. It's, it's always better when, when Tiger's involved in golf, I think, and... Uh... I think more people tune in, and if more people are tuning in to watch Tiger, more people are going to eventually find other guys that they like too. So it's good to see him back. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully he's back. You know, it was one sure. tournament, right? It is. So, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, were you uh, good to go there? The over unders. Yeah. I got to find one more guy. Oh, so we're gonna okay. we're gonna do over unders here for James, but I uh, I admittedly didn't uh, didn't have a chance to finish them. So I mean, like the one I I need one more. Uh, career games played, which uh, normally is my most creative sort of uh, sort of category. But uh, today, today might be your like uh, your 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 chance here because mm. like I, I didn't have as much time to get as uh, sneaky and crafty with it here. Uh, if you are listening at home and you have a career uh, games played leader uh, in mind, feel free to call the Waste Up Podcast. Lines are open currently. Um... Yeah, I like when you say that because it's not like when we record, we're like on the radio or something. Like the only people who are hearing this right now are you and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> like fantastic. Everyone will hear it later, James. You know how podcasts work? It's not the best joke, but it, it's it's sneaky enough where people kind of get thrown off maybe thinking someone's going to phone in. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this week, uh, this week uh, admittedly, um, I had a little bit of help. I had uh, a, some 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 listeners craft some of these players for you, and uh, we had some debates and some conversations. 
about, um, you know, who would be good. There were a lot of names that didn't make the cut. But uh, I think I've crafted a pretty good list of 12. Ooh, I don't have a tiebreaker, but I, I, I'll, I'll come up with Not one quickly. Not going to be needed. Maybe. Yeah, no, it's uh, you getting six right is a fucking pretty big stretch. Okay, uh, so we'll start off with career total wins, James. Mm, good. Number one, David Abisher. Did David Abisher win over 100 NHL games in his NHL career? Yes. It was 106. Not by much. Wow. But he, he did win over 100. I it's went just, in with that with a lot of confidence. It was a weird one, right? Because, like, you knew he had, like, one or two years where he played a lot of games. But he also had a lot of years where he played, like, I think, like, ten games. So he like, was Paddy Wall's backup for a while, right? So, yeah. Right. So, like, six games, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. You're one for one. Look at you. Hey. Look at you go. Number two. Thomas Vokun. Over or under. 325 wins in his career. Over. It is under. Wow. Good, sir. Right. Thomas Vokun only won 300 games. Okay. Because, like, someone, they, well, they asked me, they're like, what about Thomas Vokun? And I'm like, that's an easy one. Like, James knows he won, like, 400 games. That's not even hard. Look at it. 300 wins. Hmm. Like, did he fall off the fucking face of the earth or something for I a think year? he started late in his career. He did. No, yeah. he, was an old, he was an older start and, I guess, retired, not early, but, like, Early enough. He seemed like he could have yeah. kept going. I think his last year's save to- save percentage was like nine eighteen or like nine twenty one or something. Um, okay, James, you won for two. Thank you. Thunder Bay native Alex Ald, mm. over or under one hundred wins in his career. Under. You are correct, sir. Alex Ald won ninety one games in his National Hockey League career. Two for three on the on the career uh, total wins for goaltenders. But it's about to get fun. It's time for everyone's favorite category. Career total games played. Does anyone even like this segment? It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Everyone I hear, they love it. Oh, God. Just they love the games played part. We might have one one week. It's just going to be career total games played and just 12 names. All right, James. Your first name. Did Villy Lino play over? He's shaking his head. Over or under 350 games in the National Hockey League? Under. Look at you, buddy. You got one right. 286 games of Billy Lino. It is remarkable that that guy made $50 million in his <laughs> National Hockey League career. And he played l- less than 300 games. Okay. You are what? Two, two for, for four. Two for four? Two for four. No, three for four. Three for four. Number two, Drake Barahowski, former second overall pick of the Toronto Maple Leafs, I believe. Barracuda. Over or under 625 games in his National Hockey League career? Over. He played 549 games in a career that I feel like spanned like 15 seasons. I feel like he was was in the league forever. Yeah, it was a long one. Like just a career healthy scratch, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Remember when the Leafs? Everybody's seventh defenseman. Remember when the Leafs reacquired him? Yeah, that was the best. All right, James, your final name for the career total games played, and admittedly, I think it's a tricky one. Although I did just come up with it like a minute ago. So, Maxim Afinaganov, did he play over or under six hundred games in his National Hockey League career? Over. Yeah, it was a trick question. He played six hundred and fifty-one. I thought maybe that would trip you up Ah. because I thought it was closer to like seven hundred, but. 
Yeah. So yeah, there, well, you, you made it out of there pretty unscathed. Nice. You're you're what four for six now? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, career high points in a season. Your first name is Robert Holik, Bobby Holik. Over or under sixty-seven points in a season? Over. It is under. Wow. He got sixty-five points in his best season in the National Hockey League, which I believe was with the New Jersey Devils. Number two. Sergey Kostitsin, so not Andre, but Sergey, over or under 44 points in a season. <laughs> I feel like they both hit 50 one year, like with Nashville, so I'm going to say. Sergey Kostitsin's career high in points is 50 in a season. Nice. Yeah, so there you go. There You're you go. 5 for 8. My knowledge of Belarusian twins playing for the Nashville Predators, just spot on, so. Okay. Um, your final name is, interestingly enough, I'm pretty sure 15-year veteran of the National Hockey League, which I couldn't believe when I found that out, Kyle Quincy, over or under 41 points in a season. Under. Yeah. Now, I, I kind of thought he had like a 48-point season mixed in there. Uh, 38 was his career high. It's worth noting that that came with the LA Kings the one year he was there. He did not get over 30 points in a season besides that. I never liked him. No, I know you didn't. That's why, uh, that's why I figured I'd bring him up today Good. on the holiest of days. Good. Your career total points. So how did they finish their career? So you just need to get one of these right, James, and you got to pass. And we're going back to the mid-2000s here for sure. It's uh, it's Throwback Sunday here. Sure. We're going back to when uh, Taking Back Sunday was relevant. We're going back to uh, you know when Fergie hadn't even put out a solo album yet. London Bridge wasn't falling? I mean, it was, but different uh, songwriter. Danny Briere. This is career points. Career okay. points. Okay. What did he finish with? Okay. Over or under 750 points for Danny Briere? Over. 696. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That was just with the Flyers, right? You, you got to think, he, he wasn't very good his first few years, and he wasn't very good his last few years. Like, he was still guess so. fine, but he wasn't Danny Briere. I feel like he played long enough, I just, you know, eh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Former Columbus Blue Jacket, maybe one of their best players of all time, even though he was only there for like two years. Christian Husalius, over or under 410 points in his National Hockey League career. Under. 451. This, uh, you're, you're, you're blowing a save like Ken Giles right now. This is, uh. Has he blown a save yet? I don't know. I just don't like him. <laughs> You're blowing a save like uh, like BJ Ryan. Nice. The game was all locked up. BJ comes in. Now it's a mess. Nothing like BJ blowing something. All right. So you got you get the bases loaded. You're up by two. For the sake of the analogy, you're up by two. I was swinging a half bat about five minutes ago. Mark Andre Bergeron over or under one hundred and ninety points under. We are going to need a tiebreaker on Easter Sunday here, folks. 
Marc-Andre Bergeron's career total in points was 235. The guy played like 40 games. There's no way. Um, do you want do you want to know the number? Should that be the tiebreaker? No. <laughs> well, just for fun. How many games do you actually think he played? Like 180. You think he got 235 points in 180 no, games? Obviously, I don't, but that's how many games I thought coming into this. Okay. Uh, Marc-Andre Bergeron played 490 games he in the National Hockey League. He got 82 goals and 235 points. He was all right. No. He was okay. I got that guy's rookie card. I thought he was going to be sick. I thought, like, now I played, like, 100 games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well. This is what overtime was made for. Yeah. Okay, James. We're gonna go back to one of our our favorite categories in 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 a in a in a in essence in spirit, but it's gonna be career high goals in a season here. I'm gonna give you one player. You got to tell me if he was over or under, and that'll be your tiebreaker. Are you ready? Sure. Is Brad Richards a thirty goal scorer or not? <laughs> yeah yeah i think he is i'm sorry to do this to you on easter sunday james um what did ron mclean see in that guy <laughs> i love brad richards i don't know about you uh brad richards career high in goals was 28 in 2010 2011 with the dallas stars yeah so, uh, it's another failed week for you, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? That's why we keep coming back. Yeah, sure. What else we got? Well, what else is going on? I guess uh, I guess it's time we address the big uh, the big elephant in the room, uh, which is, of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs, which have been going on now for the last two weeks. <sighs> isn't, isn't existence just a prison? Uh, well, um... That's one way to look at life, I suppose. But yeah. another is to look at the Western Conference. It's and pretty that's... hard to do this podcast right now and look over at my TV and Uncle Buck's on and just you see John Candy's big fucking face wearing that fur hat. It's hard not to laugh. Uh, if, if you uh, at home have seen Uncle Buck and know what we're talking about, uh, please leave us a review on Yelp. Or review Uncle Buck on IMDb, I True. guess. It could use all the help it can get in True. today's day and age. So yeah, we're going to talk about the playoffs now. We're going to look back at the first round, which is quickly coming to a, a close, and we're going to start out west. Did you uh, did you have a series in mind that you'd like to start with, sir? Let's just get it over with. Okay, so last night, uh, for those that may have missed uh, the fun, uh, the St. Louis Blues, uh, at one point last place in the NHL in 2019, um, knocked out the Winnipeg Jets. Of course, uh, most of you know that uh, I write for the the Blues and, and Brutes writes for the Jets, and uh, um, this was a point of tension between the two of us uh, as we entered the playoffs. Your thoughts on the six-game series? I'm nauseous. Because you're hungover? No. No. Look, I mean, okay, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I think there are a few things that need to be said that maybe haven't gotten as much attention on the old internet or on, uh, you know, Sportsnet or anyone who's been broadcasting this. Is first off, you know, 
St. Louis Blues regular season struggles aside, this is who they were supposed to be. This is a team that everyone expected them to be coming into the season. Was this defensive juggernaut with great depth. Um, Ironically, Ryan O'Reilly was not even a factor in the series, and they still, they won. I don't think O'Reilly's healthy. I think he's playing with something, because he he looks like O'Reilly, but it's it's like 90%. You know what I mean? Something's a little off there. That line just hasn't looked right, and good for the Blues, because they've got that depth. Um, The Jets shot themselves in the feet multiple times in the series. They had bad periods or bad, uh, bad stretches of time where they didn't do anything to gain the momentum. And they, they deserve to lose the series, for sure. I think um, where I kind of come back, and I have, I guess, some sympathy for the Jets in a way, Jordan Bennington stole game one for the Blues. He was unbelievable. But for the most part, they were able to get to him in every other game in the series. They, they didn't lose any other games because of Bennington. Bennington helped, but you know, game one was Bennington. The Jets are not healthy for whatever reason. Uh, whenever they, they got hurt, um, I, I don't think Ehlers was ever healthy coming into the series. Um, he, he's not healthy. There, there's no way he shouldn't have played last night. Uh, apparently, Patrick Line is hurt, and there was a sense coming into Game 6 that he wasn't going to play. Uh, but they, they put him in, and he, he didn't look like he did for the first four games or five games of the series. So... You've got some injury problems, you know. I, 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 uh, and I just don't see how Morrissey could be healthy either, because Probably if Morrissey not. were healthy, he yeah. gets in the final two games of the regular season just to get his legs under him. Um, he's not healthy either. He had a fine series, but you know he's not right. I think there's a lot of injuries there, and, and every team has that. But I think for the Jets, like you can kind of look at that, and you can kind of understand why some of your stars are, are a little bit hidden in the series at times. For me, the way I look at it is the Blues deserve to win the series. For whatever reason, the Jets weren't right, and and the Blues were better. And they deserve to win the series, so good for them. But I I don't really see the sentiment where I think there's going to be a lot of changes in Winnipeg. I really don't. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of changes in the sense that they were changes they were going to have to make regardless. You're going to see salary shipped out. Um, Possibly Dmitry Kulikov bought out, I would expect. Uh, you may see Matthew Perot traded, which kind of sucks because he's a really good forward, but what are you going to do? Um, you know, and you may see a major piece moved, like a Truba or a, or a Connor or a Line a because they need to resign all three of them. And Morrissey's coming up next summer, so you need to make sure that you don't overcommit too much. But, um, you know, Bufflin's staying, Wheeler's staying, Shifley's staying. Hellebuck's staying. Like, no, no, these guys aren't getting moved up. They're not going to blow up the core. There's no point. The team is young enough. Um, some of the guys I named are older, but what do you gain by trading Dustin Bufflin? You, then you're going to spend forever trying to replace him, and you, you'll never be able to. Like, there's never going to be a player like him ever again. So, I suppose the only concern with him may be, uh, we saw it this year, yeah, yeah. was the injury factor. Yeah. How much more are you going to get out of him? Well, so. there is that. I mean, if it's a lingering thing, you know, that. but he he's one of the players. Like, there's no real excuses for saying, like, he wasn't himself. He he, he was Dustin Bufflin in that series. Yeah. He just, 
one it of wasn't my favorite, enough. One of my favorite Jets for sure. Yeah. Just, you, I think it's it's a fair question because the way well, he plays the game, it's it's going to run dry the, eventually. The one good thing about Mark Chipman and the one good thing about, well, I mean many good things about Mark Chipman, but the, the reason I really, really buy into this team every year is because I really like their approach. If Kevin Sheveldayoff and Mark Chipman make a decision to move someone this summer, it's probably the right one. And even if I question it at the time, they have made almost no moves where I disagreed with. Because I, I still, I still, it didn't work out the way they wanted it. I still love the Kevin Hayes trade. Mm-hmm. And I thought when he was on, he was fucking fantastic in Winnipeg. So what are you going to do? Story for me for this series is going to come down to the uh, lack of ability for either team, really, uh, to get it done on home ice. Uh, I think the Jets, especially. Yeah, especially considering they're one of the best. Uh, yeah. Like the Jet, I, I forget the number, but the Jets have won. I want to say fifty-seven of their eighty-two home games the last two years, mm-hmm. and even like weird stats, like they, you know, I guess they didn't get a Sunday game in, or did they? Uh, game no game through all well, game three was in St. Louis. Game three was on a Sunday. Yeah, they won that. Yeah, because the Jets are like, I can't remember the number, but I want to say the Jets are like. 23 and 2 on Sundays over the last two seasons. Like, they, they don't lose on Sundays. So, yeah. But in, you're right. The inability to get it done on home ice, the inability for both teams to sustain pressure. Sure. And what sort of concerns me, like, the Blues have some time to work out some kinks. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, depending which Dallas Stars team shows up or which Nashville Predators team shows up, the Blues might be able to get past there. I don't think the Blues deserve to get out of the second round based on the way that they played that series, but there's a lot of time to fix it. There's some a lot. There's a lot of talent on the roster too, which is nice. So there's some time for them to figure that out. But I'm not overly sold on what they've been selling the last couple weeks, yeah. even though they beat the Jets. Because I, I thought I thought the Jets were just worse than the Blues, but the Blues weren't very good either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was um, it was an interesting series. I don't think many people saw it going uh, St. Louis's way, uh, but uh, that's all she wrote on the Winnipeg Jets season. Unfortunately, yep, fuck me. Um, Get to start my nice off season articles there now. You go. Hit the golf links. I didn't even. Uh, I did game recaps for the first four games, and then they they stopped it because they, they they wanted to do just series recaps, and I uh, I didn't even do that. Hmm. I told I asked them if if someone else could do it because you know fair hangover season yeah I was um, gagged. Moving over to the other Central Division uh, matchup, we've got uh, Dallas and Nashville. I'm probably gonna order Burger Barn today. Wow, are they open? It's Easter. Oh fuck! Yeah, there you go. Fuck me. Mm. You know what's uh, apparently going on? Skip the dishes soon, which is going to be a lifesaver for you and I, as people who live in Fort William. But don't. Harvey's. Uh, did you say Arby's? Then yes, sir. Uh, well, that's still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, we. Uh, my 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 one guy that I work with there. He talked uh, to the owner, and he said he's working on it. Mint. So big fan. Shouldn't be long. Uh, the Dallas Stars uh, have a three to two lead. I brought Mike Wern to uh, to Arby's last weekend, and uh, he's like, "We're driving," and he's like, "What do you want?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. I'm hungry. Let's get something." And he's like, "Chinese food," and I'm like. No, nah, not right now. There's nowhere like open where we were either because it was a, it was last Sunday, and uh, uh, I'm like, you know what? I always like to get when I'm on this side of town is Arby's. He's like, ooh, I knew you were gonna say that. Not a big fan, and I'm like, 
well, when was the last time you had it? And he's like, yeah, fair enough. I'll try it again. Cause I guess he was like eight or 10 or something. Last time he had it. Got to tell you, man, sold Mike weren't on Arby's. He's down. Nice. Yep. There you go. We bought a ticket for the lottery house while we were out that day. Yeah, how homeowners, eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, Meg Meg thought we genuinely own a house now. Yeah, well, we, which not, we don't. Sorry to say. Well, I mean, hard, we do, but it's not. Fool her, so. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, hopefully we win that and we'll be recording there. Hmm. We'll have like a studio. Nice. People can come watch it live. Beautiful. We can do live shows. We could, there's like a bar downstairs. We could do it down there. Love it. Yeah. Cool. I'm a bartender. Yeah, you're, that was the plan. I don't know if anyone told you, but you're going to be working at that bar. Right. We just won't charge you rent. You can live in one of the rooms in the basement. Interesting. How does that pay my bills? Well, you're not going to have any bills. Oh, okay. Because you'd be living for free. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Giddy up. Yeah. Uh, well, you'll make tips. We'll, we'll still tip you. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Sounded pretty good. Yeah, it's just the, the drinks don't cost anything. And so it's going to oh, work out. I see. That'll be fun on your income taxes. What do you do? Well, I'm a bartender. Well, where do you work? Well, nowhere. So what's your income? Uh, well, on paper, nothing. <laughs> but, uh, I made $10,000 last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. So tomorrow we have game six between, uh, Dallas and Nashville. The Stars are up at three to two in the series. Um, How's your fantasy baseball team? No, I'm just oh, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it's just so, some, something that, uh, you're not, uh, interested in talking about, uh, with Dallas Nashville here. No, I am. Because I, I, I'm... It's the one, it's the only, like, people are going to realize this as we go along here, and uh, once we get to the 8th series, like, we'll, we're, we'll, it'll be pretty apparent. I got almost no predictions right, man. Mm. Like, almost none. But I feel very fucking good about Dallas Stars in 6. I'm buying it, for in, sure. In 6. They have been, by far, the better team in that series, and uh, I am down. Well, um... Yeah, they're getting it. They're getting it done. I I, I discussed all about how the uh, their inability to score had cost them the uh, first uh, three games, and well, not the first three, but you know they they were down when when I recorded. Yeah, uh, and they pumped home ten goals since. Um, yeah, and I mean, so. <clears throat> it's like it's like a hindsight sort of thing. Like it's not to say that you were wrong, but I think one people like one thing that people maybe overlooked when they evaluate the Dallas Stars goal scoring is. The Dallas Stars goal numbers for the year has no account for the fact that they have Matt Zuccarello. Because he played, what, three regular season games, if that? Sure. So, yeah. you know, and he was fantastic in those games. He's been amazing in this series. Like, he, he's been one of the better Dallas Stars forwards. Um, Dallas has been really good. Like, they, they just, they look stout. And uh, I'm not expecting them to go on a huge run, but... I, I got to tell you, man, I kind of I kind of think the pieces are there this year. Like Could I be, I, yeah. I mean I might be buying Dallas a little bit more than anyone else here right now, and I might be like you know getting a little overzealous here. I I don't know. I I I wouldn't be shocked if they end up pulling this off against Nashville. I wouldn't be shocked if they beat St. Louis in the next round. That said, I wouldn't be surprised if St. Louis sweeps them. But yeah, I mean. Um... <laughs> I St. Louis is deeper. Don't make any long term bets when it comes to Ben Bishop, but um, you know. Yeah, well, then that's one thing too, and it's kind of amazing. Like he hasn't been very good in the series. Like he's been okay. He's getting like he, he's been good enough for them to win games, but like he stole them two of their 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 three wins. I'll yeah, say that, but the the, but... the thing is, is they lost one of the games because of Ben Bishop. Yeah. Like the the third goal in game three, three was was. El Terrible, as they say. 
Who? It was, yeah. Who was they? Well, the, the Spaniards. I it, it wasn't right. very good. It, it was it was bad. So, like, you know, they are where they are. It is what it is. But, I mean, that top line's been awesome for Dallas, though. And it's, it's going to be really, really tough for teams to... Like, I, I don't know if there's a, de- a defense left in the Western Conference that can handle that other yeah. than Nashville, but they aren't handling it. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I'm going to say this much. Uh, <clears throat> if, uh, if Dallas is going to win the series, I think it's it's tomorrow. Um, I don't think they can win a Game 7 in Nashville um, if it comes to it. I, I think Nashville, like, they, they haven't... They didn't win Game 5, but that's a tough barn to win a, a game in, especially Game 7, so... Uh, I like Nashville if it's seven. I like Dallas if it's six. Yeah, <clears throat> I like Dallas either way. But um, the the thing that concerns me in your scenario is I'd be concerned as to how it even ends up going to seven. Like I just don't see a way that Nashville is going to pull this off unless Dallas crumbles. Hmm. And if they crumble, like why and how? You know what I mean? Like I just don't see it happening. But if it does. You've got a point because there is a lot to come crumbling down here because uh, this has been one of the series, and I, I don't want to uh, jinx anything. We'll get to it later. I think there's another series where it's 3-2 to two and it probably should be over by now, but this is one of them. Hmm. Nashville's clinging to life on a fucking brutal point shot that went in, and uh, hey, good for them. you got to win four, but... Uh, yeah, they all count, know. so... Yeah. You know who's been good in that series too? Rupe Hintz. Rupe Heinz. I got the Rupe. Heinz. Yeah, sure. Uh, Rupe. <laughs> Pleased to meet ya. Uh, they sure, certainly are in Texas, at least. So Deep in the heart of Texas. You're very uh, sing-songy when you're hungover. I'm, I'm feeling good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's it's it uh, it's like my body over sort of like overcompensates like I'm so tired right now that I have energy. Wow, I wish I operated that way. I mean, the thing is, is if you weren't here, I'd be sleeping the whole day. But if, okay. if I force myself to get up, I, I'm a good time when there I'm on over. It's your day. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the San Jose or Sharks or still drunk, I guess. Yeah, San Jose Sharks pulled off drunk. a five-two win in Game Five to. Uh, Extend their series against the Golden Knights, yeah. who have a three to two lead in the series. Yeah. Uh, game six goes tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are we going to see seven, or is this one over? Um. So, uh, I'll, I'll give you my prediction, but it's uh, it's with an asterisk. I uh, I think we'll see seven. Okay. I think we'll see seven because I said that San Jose would win, and I'm dying on that hill. Um. <laughs> There is no reason to think that this series is going seven, but I mean, if Martin Jones can be like a nine hundred goaltender in That's game six, uh, then fine. But I don't know if he can be. I mean, he has been his entire career, but all of a sudden, and you know what's been amazing is like he hasn't allowed a five hole goal in this series, and he has one of the worst five holes I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like, I find Martin Jones, when he was, like, at the height of his game, five-hole goals all day long, man. Really? Everything else was fine, but the five-hole, was it was a joke. And uh, he hasn't allowed one in the whole series. So, it's like, it's almost like he's overcompensated. Now he's, like, way better with his five-hole and, you know. 
I, I haven't, uh, you know, studied all 20 of Vegas's goals, so uh, I'll just have to take your word. I mean, maybe he has goals, now, but, but I saw a graphic. Uh, I, mean, I thought it was before the last game, so okay. maybe he did in the last game. What was the score of Game 5? Five? 5-2. Five, I don't remember that game. Yeah. I don't even think I saw highlights. I was at the Foundry, and it was on. And, Ooh, uh, TFTI. It, uh, it was, I think it was 3-2 at one point, but San Jose, I, I don't know if it was two empty netters or, or what the situation was. I don't remember it being like a 5-2 score. Like, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't remember the, the game being that out, yeah. of, out of hand, but I could be wrong. Okay, so what are you, okay, go ahead. You're, you're saying seven, um, and then you're going to stick with your prediction that San Jose is going to win the series then at that point. Yeah, let's all right, go. You're all in. Go Sharks, go. Three straight from Go the Sharks, go. Um... I'm down for Vegas, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care. I honestly don't give a shit who wins this series. I want San Jose because I have them winning the cup in one of my pools just because, like, I, I might have explained it. Like, there's 300 people in that pool. I can't fucking gotcha. take... I can't take Tampa Bay to win or something mm-hmm. like that everyone's taking. I, I had to do something sort of original, but something that could also happen. So I'm like, yeah, let's go fucking San Jose. I got to say that I'm, I'm firmly on the Vegas uh, bandwagon at this point, mainly because... Uh, uh, the more elite decors that can get knocked out in the playoffs, uh, the more fun I'll have as a Leaf fan because I, I'm getting sick and tired of this narrative where how, the Leafs defense isn't how, good enough. How, so. d- how dare you refer to the Leafs decor as not elite? Mm, how well, dare you, sir? They they have Ronald Hainsey. That's, uh, Niki- that's, Nik- that's the words of the Toronto media, not Nikita mine. Zaitsev. Yeah. How dare you? Uh, okay. Elite so. shutdown defenseman Nikita Zaitsev. I can't wait to talk about that series. Nice. Yeah. It's coming up. Okay. Stay tuned, folks. Okay. All right. Um, Let's do it. After the commercial break. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So you're saying you're saying San Jose in seven somehow, sure. and I'm going to stick what with the Vegas. Hell? Why not? Um, in six. I'm so. saying San Jose in seven, but I'm also saying Vegas in six. <laughs> in a much more real sense. Fair I'm enough. saying Vegas in six. So we started with uh, a playoff series that was over in the West. I guess we'll end with the other series that has ended in the oh, West. Oh, no. Um, uh, we will graciously no. allow a, uh, a few seconds for Mike Warren to turn away. Uh, the Calgary Flames uh, dropped four in a row uh, against the Colorado Avalanche uh, after taking a 4 nothing win in Game 1. The Colorado Avalanche top line was just, I think it was too much to handle. Uh, Mike Smith played admirably. Um, his burial at sea will uh, take place next Friday um, in the Lake of Alberta. Uh, I don't know where water it is. <laughs> well, you know what they call Alberta, the land of a thousand lakes. That <laughs> <laughs> they do. Um, wow. I don't think anyone saw an avalanche win in, in five, <laughs> let alone an avalanche win overall. I can't do this. <laughs> What is happening in this league? Like I said, Colorado in six. I like Colorado. What the fuck happened here? I watched Calgary play 13 fucking games this year. They showed up for two of them. What the fuck happened to that team? Duh. Doesn't make any sense. First time in league history, both uh, top seeds in each conference. Oh go God! In the first round. We didn't even get to that yet. Yeah, we should have started with that, bro. No. <laughs> that should have been the first thing we talked about. That's going to be the end of the no, episode. No, we probably. shouldn't have because everyone's been talking about that nonsense, and I'm tired of hearing about oh, yeah, it. Okay, so. I got some hot takes for that. Though. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. All right, I'll, that's enough yeah, of this. That's, um, that's... L- listen, like the the Calgary Flames got outplayed almost every minute of that series. They were fine in game one. 
Uh, they weren't great, though. Um, you know, they, they they won, what what was it, 4 to nothing game one? Yeah. They left that game, though, and, and I show me someone that wasn't saying they needed to play better. You know what I mean? Like, they, they weren't great in game one. They were definitely not great in game two. And they got their lunch handed to them the other three games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hey, like, you know, there's something to be said for a team like Colorado that had to scratch and claw their way in uh, that does have talent. It's not like it was a bad team that made the playoffs. Like, we've seen bad teams, um, you know, sort of make it make the yeah. playoffs. And it's it. kind of not explainable. Um, Colorado wasn't one of those teams. Colorado scratched, clawed their way in. They deserve to make it. Uh, good for them. Calgary has not really played a desperate hockey game in a very long time. Um, like, I mean, like, I like the Flames, man, but, like, any team that needs to play TJ Brody, like, 20 to 24 minutes a night, like, hmm. that that's kind of sketchy to me. Like, it's the same thing. Like, if the Leafs were losing their series, you'd be like, well, any team that has to play Nikita Zaitsev and Ron Hainsey 20 to 24 minutes a night is in trouble. It's kind of the same thing for TJ Brody to me, except Brody didn't play well. Brody hasn't been good for years. So, you know, that doesn't help. James Neal is horrifying. Thank God they got him out of the lineup. Four more years. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, but, like, we kind of figured, like, if the Flames were going to lose this series, it was going to be a goaltending thing, and, and it wasn't. No. Like, Mike Smith was fantastic at points of this series. Like, the first... I'll say 51 minutes of game three? No. Game four was maybe one of the best goaltending performances I've ever seen in my life of Mike Smith. And you've seen those games before where it's like the other team's just too good. It's just this team can't win, even with this goalie being as good as they are. And you sort of had that sense because, like, there was just too many saves where it's like, holy fuck, Mike Smith. And it's like, this can't continue Mm -hmm. like and no goalie can continue doing this and being under pressure the way that the the flames were and the avs got to him and and they ended up winning that game and that was the pivotal game in the series right like i think if the flames end up pulling that win off this is a very different series we're talking about a game six and i'm not entirely sure we're not talking about the flames being up in this series but game game three shattered their confidence they got a little bit back in game four but Colorado took advantage of, of a weakness in the Flames team in that third period and in overtime, and, and they deserved to, to win the series, for yeah. sure. Uh, they, they, game, played, they played great. Like, good for Colorado. Games two and four, uh, the overtime games, those, those that's just when Calgary needed their stars to show up. You know, you, you don't need them in the 4 nothing win. You don't need them in these games where you're getting blown out. But the fact of the matter is, is that Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen, uh, they provided the clutch goals in overtime for the Colorado Avalanche. And I don't think anyone... Uh, has yet to find Johnny Goudreau at this point. Like, oh, uh, he was terrible. Like, you got to You got your, your big stars. Coffee, need to sh- folks, who cares? Your big stars need to show up in overtime uh, in these tight games. When it's four nothing, they can sit on the bench. When you're out of the game six two, they can sit on the bench. But uh, those are the moments where you you you're paying the big guys to to produce. And uh, I didn't see any Calgary stars. Uh, Calgary stars. I didn't see any of the Calgary stars uh, in overtime. It's Calgary stars. Yeah. Uh, AHL farm team, Calgary Stars. Can I get you anything? You want anything? Or what? Um, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know. 
Johnny Johnny Gaudreau. He fucking sucks. What do you want me to say? It's like, yeah. uh, all right, I got my coffee all heated up here. We're good to go. Ooh, I almost fell. Um, you know, he was he he pissed me off, man. Like he he is so much fucking talent, and, and some nights it's just not anywhere to be found. I find and like this is I think like Johnny Gaudreau is a type of player, and I'm not. I'm not saying it's justified, but I sort of see how all the old hockey men look at players like this that are pure skill. Because, like, there are nights where it's like, where the fuck was he? Because if if all they do is skill and they can't get their skill going, like, where the fuck was he half of that series? I don't even remember seeing him on the road. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing him get one scoring chance. Yeah. So Colorado shut him down without their best shutdown defenseman even fucking playing in the series. Like, Sam Gerrard is not even in the fucking lineup. Yeah. yeah. So who's shutting you down? Z- Zadorov? Are you telling me you can't skate around Nikita fucking Zadorov? You're supposed to be one of the fastest, smartest players in the league? Like, they were nowhere to be found, the stars on the Calgary Flames, I found. And, and their fourth line fucking carried them. But Bill Peters can't even admit that their fourth line isn't their fourth line. So, how are you going to win? Ah, whatever. Well, they, like they deserve to lose, and and good, good, good riddance. We, uh, to be honest, before right? we head to the East, everyone likes to make a big deal about the uh, last Canadian team standing being Canada's team. We now know who Cole Harbor's player is. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, of course, the last Cole Harbor player in the playoffs. So, where would you rank Nathan McKinnon in like? the best players in the league. Like, where, where would you put them? And I mean... All I, positions or, like... All positions. I'm going to preface this, too. Um, we are likely going to do a bonus episode over the summer of our, you know, our top 20 defensemen, our top 20 goaltenders and shit like that. So, this will come up again in the next few months. But where would you put him? Top 15. Yeah, eh? He's probably a top 5 centerman. I would argue he is he is the second best player in the NHL and it's not it's not a far margin. He is unfucking believable and he gets no no he doesn't get the credit he deserves I don't think because he is just he blows my mind as much if not more than Connor McDavid does on a game by game basis. Mm. Now, there's something to be said about the fact that Connor McDavid has to lug uh Adam Larson up and down the ice for 25 minutes a night. And there's something to be said for the fact that Connor McDavid, you know, has to play 25 minutes a night. But, I don't know, man. I think Nathan McKinnon is unbelievable. Like, like I was talking about it with Jordy. Like, I think McKinnon's better than Matthews in, in, in certain ways. Matthews is much smarter. Like, you know, without the puck for sure. With the puck, it's, it's close. Um... And Matthews has a better shot. McKinnon has a ridiculous shot, but Matthews, I think, might have the best fucking wrist shot in the league. But aside from that, like McKinnon is so fast, so dynamic, so shifty. He, he I think he's the best skater in the league. Like yeah. he's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, he has the best edge work I think I've ever seen in my life. He's insane. He's getting better. Uh, he's proving it now. He's he's led the Colorado Avalanche to the second round. So. Nothing wrong with paying him. Uh, what does he make? Twenty dollars for the yeah. next four years or something? About that. I think they cover his uh, food expenses too. So. <laughs> gets a per yeah. he gets a per diem yeah. when they go on the road though. <laughs> um. So the Eastern Conference. Speaking of going on the road, 
what better place to go this ah. summer than Airedale Hunting and Fishing, located in the balmy metropolis of Wawanta. Oh yeah, by the way, this week's uh, podcast sponsored by Airedale Hunting and Fishing. Located in the balmy metropolis of Wawa, Ontario, Airedale has been providing a unique wilderness experience since 1945. They have 18 remote outpost camps that i'm i'm just doing this from memory i'm not even fucking reading this uh outpost camps you can fly into uh the flying experience helps keep the lake pristine and the fishing extraordinary james could you tell me the fish that you can find at airedale hunting and fishing i uh, you got your red fish get your blue fish get your one <laughs> fish get your two fish um <laughs> Yeah, all right. I remember that one. Brook Trout, Lake Trout, Northern Pike, and uh, Pickerel or Walleye. They're open for the season. We've done a lot of ads this year, but... Uh, well, they're not open yet, but it's it's coming real soon. Uh, the, May 15th, I believe, is the date that they are set to open this year. It's the date that they're usually open for. I know uh, the owners, Martin and Jen, are, are heading down there pretty soon if they're not already there. Our good friend Mike Wern is ready to ship up for the summer, get things all set up at Airedale Hunting and Fishing. Uh, it's a great experience, you know, and, and I've, uh, everything you read online, everything you, you hear, it, it is it is incredibly unique and special. It would be a great opportunity for a uh, fishing trip or even just a wilderness trip with your friends and family if you're looking to get away from, you know, uh, the big city. And if, if you're from, uh, you know, Toronto, you want to get the hell out of there. The Muskokas are too expensive. You gotta, you gotta go to Airedale, and uh, and when you get there uh, for your uh, you know weekend or, or week away, um, go to the owners. Use the promo code LACE. That spells lace for them to look look at you really really weird and not have any idea what you're talking about. So, hey, I got that uh, promo code lace. Yeah, we don't sell drugs here, man. You you gotta find a new camp. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they're almost open for the year. Visit www.outpostcamps.com to book your trip to Airedale. Uh, the availability is quickly shifting for the year. Uh, they're they're going to book up real fast. As soon as the weather starts getting nice, people are going to remember. Oh yeah, I don't have holiday plans, and they're going to start booking up their shit for 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 Airedale. So uh, if you're interested, definitely look into booking that today. And, uh, and, and, and include Airedale in your summer. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of uh, fly-in fishing, okay. the Columbus Blue Jackets flew in and Nick, swept Nick, the Tampa Nick Foligno, a big uh, Northern Pike guy, or I, what? I would imagine. Okay. She ain't pretty. I could see him fit. Who, who, who would be the big fisherman on the Columbus Blue Jackets? It's got to be a good Canadian boy. I was going to say torts, actually. Uh, you know, good Canadian boy. Torts, eh? Seems like a big fisherman. I could see that, because torts has such a temper... That I'm sure he has some sort of like a, a, a niche activity. Tranquil, yeah. yeah, like he, he's either a fisherman or he loves knitting. Like it's one of the two for torts, I think. Yeah, you ever caught a walleye, Brooksy? <laughs> I can't imagine Brooksy's ever caught a walleye. No, I don't imagine no, he's, so. I'm sure he's caught a few fists with his mouth before. Yeah, but... well. Um, you ever been in a fist fight, Brooksy? In the fist fight of the Tampa Lightning and the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, the, the Jackets come out on top, 4 nothing sweep, as we all predicted. Um,. I know every expert uh, that covers hockey had the Jackets winning this one in four. I mean, the Tampa Lightning were just, uh, they weren't the team this year. You know, like uh, nobody, uh, nobody were riding on them. Yeah, Tampa Bay is really bad. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't have that take. There, that's, there's no take like that that exists. Yeah. Uh, 86 games overall, 62 wins. Still looks good. Um, just none of those 62 came at the right time. Yeah. I mean, as a hockey fan, 86 games doesn't sound good. So that's, you yeah. know. But 
So what happened here? What what went wrong? Same idea as the Flames. I mean, Johnny Goudreau didn't show up. Oh, that's gonna hurt. Game, you. game one shattered their confidence. They hadn't played a meaningful game in two and a half months. Listen, like you can either agree or disagree with that, and and I I don't think in every case, you know, you can say that about the number one team. But the fact is, is that you know Tampa Bay had the division locked up in what end of January. Like in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, probably earlier than that, but like, it sure. wasn't going to happen probably after the end of January. Game, yeah. yeah. So, you know, like, like what, what were they really playing for? They're playing to try and keep their chemistry, but like, man, you, you like, it's not in a hockey player's DNA to show up on a fucking Tuesday night on a home game against the fucking New Jersey Devils and give it like, you know, Nikita Kucherov's not going to be playing with his with his heart on his sleeve and his ass on the line on a night like that. And eventually all your nights are like that. Like even a Saturday afternoon home game against your rival, you know, fucking who's one of their rivals, the Boston Bruins. There you go. What the hell, what the hell do they care? They don't even care. They're not even going to play Boston the first round. So like, you know what I mean? Like they don't even know who they're going to play. The team they're going to play is going to sneak in the playoffs there's there honestly there's nothing to play for and it's it sounds like a lazy argument because you know the other side of it is well these guys are professionals they are but they're human beings like the fact of the matter is they're smart guys they fucking know what's on the line and what isn't on the line um i don't buy the argument that they hadn't faced adversity in the same sense i think i think it's a different argument than the one that i just made um there are a few players in the National Hockey League that have faced adversity the way that Steven Stamkos has in his career. Like, that guy has... That guy was done playing yeah. hockey, I thought. Um, or at least at the elite level that he was at. Um, you know, a lot of these guys have overcome adverse situations. So I don't think it was that, but it's hard to flip the switch. And there's a difference from flipping the the urgency... Um, you know, fight for every last inch switch and the panic button because they panicked for sure. Uh, they didn't look like themselves in game three and four, uh, specifically game four, I thought. But um, their confidence was shattered, and that's all it takes. And th- this is a reason why where we see these teams all the time that win the President's Trophy that don't win. They're, it's not that they're bad teams, but... They're almost too good because these teams playing them are mentally fucking prepared to go into this series because Columbus goes into that series and what do they have to lose? Half the team is going to be half on it. Half their roster. Half the team. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, what does Matt Duchesne have to lose? Like, a little bit of money maybe? But, like, he's not playing there next year. This isn't his fucking home necessarily. See, so Now, in that regard, though, wouldn't the argument become what does he care? I guess in a sense, but, like, why wouldn't you just go and show up and play completely loose? Because it's not you don't have to deal with the fucking consequences if you lose, in a sense. Hmm. And the rest of this team, like, even the guys that are there, what do you have to lose? Like, if you lose this series, everyone's going to be like, they lost to Tampa Bay, the greatest hockey team of all time. If they win the series, they don't even need to think about that because it's such a fucking impossibility. Go out there and play hard if you win, great. If you lose, which you probably will... So be it. But they fucking won. They were the better team. Like, for four yeah. games, they played phenomenal. Like, they played great. And this isn't one of those Tampa Bay choked. Like, they sort of did. But, like, 
Columbus deserved every fucking minute of that series that they outplayed Tampa Bay. They played fantastic. Well, Sergei Bobrovsky will be making about uh, $26 million next season, so uh, we'll have to watch for that wherever he ends up because I think his stock went through the roof uh, after that, that uh, series. That just got really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, he's going to want Carey Price money. And, and he'll get it. He will. He shouldn't, but he will. Yeah. You know? If, if it's a short enough deal, I think it's valid, but someone's going to come be. up and give it won't eight be. He's, years, he's, seven years. And... He's going to get eight years, $80 million probably by some team. Some team's going to fucking, again, panic. He's going to get it. Well, not eight years, seven years. Yeah. So $70 million. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We'll have to see how that shakes down for now. Uh, they sit and wait, uh, which is what they've been doing since Thursday, uh, for an opponent uh, which will be coming out of the Maple Leafs and Bruins, uh, who are currently uh, at 3-2 to two for the Leafs in their series. Game 6 goes this afternoon. Uh, it's probably already happened by the time you're listening to this. So. so going back to Columbus, quickly. Sure. If they play Toronto, it should be a tight series. But I, I, I like Columbus's chances. I'm not saying Columbus would win. If they, if they play Boston, I think they're going to win. So going to the Leafs series now, Boston hasn't looked right. Something is off there, man. Because, like, credit to the Leafs, because they've played really good hockey for four of the five games. Boston's not right, man. Like, something is off there. They have had... They've had next to no killer instinct the entire series. And they're playing structurally fairly sound. But Toronto just looks like they want it more. And I know that's kind of a lazy argument, but they do. Like, Toronto looks way more desperate, way more hungry. They're winning, like, more of the puck battles. They're, you know... Toronto's outplayed Boston four of the five games. And this is the other series. Unlike Nashville... uh, Or, sorry, like Nashville, this series should be over. Because Toronto should have taken advantage of the situation in Game 4. Boston played awful Mm. in Game 4. Toronto didn't play much better, but... Uh, Boston was terrible, lazy, sloppy. Both teams were terrible. Like that was a, it was a good game to watch from a fan perspective, from a coach perspective, because that's how I kind of see the game. That was horrendous on yeah. both ends. Um, I, I I'm, Toronto had an opportunity there, and it's a shame they didn't take advantage of it. And luckily, they're up three two going back home today. Yeah, but I'm really surprised at uh, the ability Mike Babcock has had to sway the game in his favor because he's on the road. It's yeah. tough to do at home. You're supposed to do it. But uh, for two of the three games in Boston, he has outcoached Bruce Cassidy somehow. And you're not supposed to be able to do that on the road. Significantly, too. And it's it's probably the reason that they are where they are. Um, John Tavares' line... Uh, well, I mean, look at look at Cassidy's solution to this line matching Toronto's done. Like, Bruce Cassidy's solution is to play Patrice Bergeron way less. Oh, okay. He played 14 minutes in game four or whatever it was. Like... 14 minutes, and he's by far your best centerman, like, by fucking far. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, you got to find a better fucking way than that. you got to sneak him over the boards more, you know. I'm sure... you got to uh, find a way. I'm sure he'll be seeing uh, quite a bit of ice this afternoon if he's healthy, because that's the other narrative. Isn't I don't think not. he is. I, I yeah. think Pasternak and Marshawn are fine. Uh, they've, they've looked fine to me. Uh, Bergeron doesn't look quite right. Yeah. I mean, full credit to John Tavares, because he's an awesome centerman, but, like... It is a little alarming when John Tavares is winning more of the draws than Bergeron. 
because Bergeron is a fucking freak in the faceoff circle, and mm-hmm. wow. I, I think Tavares has, has outdrawn him three it's, of the five games. Yeah, it's almost at sixty percent for Tavares. Yeah, like it's it's and Zach Hyman won. It's just surprising. Last yeah. game. Um, it's so. just it's a little off to me, you know. Um, it's been a good series. Uh, oh, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's been it's been uh, no sh- no sh- no boring series. That's I, for sure. I still don't wonder if we're going to seven. I, as a Leaf fan, feel a little better that we can't. Do you do you think like it's, it's hard because we're Leaf fans? Has this been the best first round series? Because I think it has. It's been the closest. I think. Yeah. Like. Washington, Carolina has been good, but the two but like huge blowouts, two blowouts yeah. each way. Like it's been weird, you know. No team has really dominated the other for more than a period in this series. I've I found like game two, Boston. Yeah, they they I, I I'll say that they won you know two of those three periods at least. But oh, Boston you know I mean? was a better team in game two for sure. Yeah, they played they played both teams have had good. moments in every game where yeah. they clearly are the better team. So yeah, uh, yeah, Boston's had some had some chances to gain some momentum and it just hasn't worked out for them. Um, I um I feel good about my prediction, but. I'm, I am wondering if it's going to seven. I, I, I wonder if the Leafs pull it off today. What I will say concerns me, and it's probably the only thing that's concerned me about the Leafs in this series. Because, like, like I said, man, fuck, they've been super impressive. Um, they had a big opportunity in Game Four and they didn't seize it. Mm-hmm. And tonight is a bigger opportunity. Like the biggest that they're gonna get, right? Because uh, game seven, it's it's a crapshoot. Loser goes home, right? Tonight is a huge, huge chance to just say, you know, you're desperate. You want back in the series. You're not getting back in the series. Yeah. And are they going to take it? Um, I I will say the officiating's been horrendous in in Toronto's way. Like I I hate to be that Leaf fan. It's been fucking pretty one sided. It's been bad. Um, they had but, one, one penalty, one power play last game. It was a too many men call. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, and this isn't news, though. Like, this isn't right. a hot take because last series or last year was the same thing. That was the year uh, everyone asked Mike Babcock what he thought about the officiating, and he says, Ask me when the series is over. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he can't say what he thinks right now. No. He's going to get fucking fined, and the refing's going to get even worse. Like, he can't say anything about it. It's been about as bad this year, if not worse. Right, it's been terrible. It has not been. It's not been good. Uh, it's been an. Uh, you almost wonder if it's cost one of these two teams a game or two. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, I mean, it um, hasn't been great either way. No, but it hasn't. It's been it's been favoring Boston for sure. Um. So yeah, we'll have to see how this one shakes down. Uh, as we said, probably the closest series uh, could be the last one standing. Could be the only one going to seven. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this wraps I'm up. I'm not going to make a prediction because I don't want to jinx anything, um, but I feel good about what I said before the series. Fair enough. Um, the Washington Capitals currently hold a 3-2 to series lead over the Carolina Hurricanes after last night's dominant 6 nothing win. Yeah, what the hell happened there? Um, we go back to Carolina tomorrow night for Game 6. Um, the bunch of jerks going to tie this one up at home. Take it back to seven? Yeah. Yeah? You like yeah. seven? Um, yeah, this has been a weird series. Uh, you, Washington jumps out to uh, an early 2 nothing lead in the uh, in the series at home. Uh, the Hurricanes respond uh, in rally. And uh, then just to go back to Washington, to get spanked. So mm-hmm. I can't really get a, uh, a feel for it. Both teams have dominated at points. It's been close to other points. Uh, th- you know, a couple one-goal games. 
this, this is weird. It's hard to say on the edge of a 6 nothing defeat, but I mean, I think Carolina's been the better team in the series. They just got fucking whooped uh, by the defending Stanley Cup champs last night. But And that's that's what um, I don't wonder if it's going to be the difference in this series. Is it just Washington's kind of been there, done that uh, experience? Yeah. Now, um, now, one thing that had been said going back to Tampa Bay, too, for, for a quick second here is... Um, Someone pointed out that every team since I believe the 94 Rangers has had a, a player on the roster who had previously won the Stanley Cup. And like every cup team has has had a player on the roster. And Tampa Bay didn't have one player on the roster with a cup ring. Hmm. Does does Carolina, other than Justin Williams? Other than Justin other than Williams? Justin, like, uh, I'll give him credit because they have well, a guy. Jordan Stahl. But, okay. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mrazek wasn't with the Red Wings when they won in 08, I don't uh, think. No, no. If he was, he's in the minors. Uh, that might be it. Might yeah. just be the two guys. Yeah, so, I I, I mean, those are two good guys who, who they know a thing or two. Um, so, I, I don't think this team's going to panic in Game 6. But I think in Game 7, Washington's just going to be too much, man. Like, um, You know what was nice, too, is I don't know if you saw... Uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly got a, a standing ovation last night in Washington oh, nice. when he got on the ice, yeah, nice. which I thought was really cool because uh, I'm not saying they were wrong to send him to the minors or, or send him down or, you know, put him on waivers or whatever, but uh, it's it's very nice to see him there because I think he's he's earned a lot of respect as a Washington capital for sure. Um, it's the Fernando Pisani of the Washington Capitals. Tavo Teravainen won a cup with the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, God! Um, what the fuck? As did Trevor Van Riemsdyk. So, oh, God! Uh, they have four fuck that. champions on their roster. Fuck that! Trevor um, Van Riemsdyk has a cup and James doesn't? Yeah. What a joke. So He's terrible. He's not good. He's like the only guy on Carolina. No, Carolina's so funny because they have such such a good like analytics uh, department, and then they have Trevor Van Riemsdyk mm-hmm. on the team. Yeah, like it's, what? It's something. Every team. It's like I have this theory, man. I swear to God, the NHL like makes teams t- like sign certain players just to keep everything even. Because like, explain to me how the the Chicago Blackhawks had Michael Roosevelt on the roster when he was like thirty nine. The fuck? Like he was terrible when he was twenty three. Like. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you uh, you're sticking with Carolina in this one. You like you like them coming back in the series and winning this, or do you, do you think the Caps are gonna? Oh, I I took the Caps to win the series. Caps. Um, the Caps? Yeah, I I still I took Caps in seven. I stand by Caps I, in seven. I, I think they're the last big dog standing at this point. I mean, when you consider you know the Lightning have gone out, the Flames yeah. have gone out, the Jets have gone out. I think they're the Caps are the last well, big dog standing. Yeah, the last number I, one seed. Anyway. The, the last real big dogs, anyway, because uh, you know. There weren't many people who bet against San Jose coming into this season, and like Vegas has been, you know, a favorite for over a year now. I think Toronto and Toronto and Boston. There's something to be said, but something's wrong with Boston. Like, you know, San Jose's got issues. Vegas has some issues. Boston has some issues. And then, do you want to count Toronto as a big dog? Like, yeah. some they're in the top five standings. They're so. the most polarizing team in the NHL because yeah. some people are going to tell you they're fucking terrible. Other people are going to tell you they're the best team in the league. So, yeah. you know. If Nashville goes out tonight, then uh, Washington remains the only number one seed left at this point. So yeah. Um, well, that leaves us with one series, and it's already over. So uh, we didn't maybe plan that too well. But the New York Islanders swept out the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, you're, you're the host. 
uh, in four. This was your this was your week. That's true. Four straight. I'll games. be back they, next week, folks. They have been off since Tuesday. How wild is that? They've just been sitting around waiting for uh, Washington, Carolina to to get things wrapped up so they can get playing. It's gonna be it's gonna be almost a week by the time. Uh, that they can get their series. It will be over a week by the time they get their their next game. In. You want my so, prediction? Uh, I don't. <laughs> Caps or Hurricanes in four. Uh, you know what? I said the same thing with the Penguins. Uh, I don't so, care. Um, I'm never betting on that team. That's fine. Um, it's sort of refreshing in a sense, but also very confusing to see a team like the Islanders sweep the Penguins because the Penguins, uh, as I mentioned going into the series, also weren't very good, but. The Islanders, again, are one of the worst advanced stats teams to, like, ever make the playoffs. And they are now probably one of the worst analytic teams to ever win a playoff game and a playoff series. Um, Right up there with Randy Carlisle's Ducks from a couple years ago. Sure. Yeah. 2013 Leafs come to mind. Mm. Uh, 2013 Avalanche come to mind. This is a pretty flawed hockey team. But, you know, they displayed some heart, some grit, some jam. Well, and they displayed some goaltending. And, well, that too. But they were the better team in that series, I thought, still. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's, it is kind of neat to see a series where the data points so hard against a team and they end up winning. Like, it's, it's nice in a way. I'd rather it not be the Islanders. But, like, it's kind of cool to be reminded every once in a while that, Things you know, don't go how they're supposed to. All yeah, the time. like, like, yeah. like, I talk a lot about analytics, man. But like, I, I, you know, when it comes down to it, I am a big, big supporter of the fifty-fifty sort of argument. Like the eye test, there's, there's a lot to be said about just fucking watching hockey games, and there's a reason why scouts even go watch players now or still. Yeah. Rather than you know what I mean, Look let's just get the data and yeah. here's the data and pick the best numbers. You know what I mean, like. No, you got to go watch these players. You got to see some things, and and hockey's still a random sport, and it's still you know played by human beings and not numbers. So it, it's nice to see that because I think a lot of people get way too caught up in analytics and think it's the the end the end all be all. Um, analytics help you establish and understand why things are happening on the ice, but they don't prove everything at yeah. all, and yeah. you know so. Well, either way, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Uh, I'm sure some people picked the Islanders to win, but a sweep. I don't think. Uh, I, I think I don't think Sidney Crosby's been swept in his career since his first uh, first first playoff appearance with uh, against the Ottawa Senators. So. I can't imagine. Um, yeah, that uh, that's our first round coverage uh, as it stands. So I don't um, know for sure. Did did the Bruins sweep the Penguins in in 2013? They did. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, good call. Because right, I was going to say I don't remember that series being very long. Anyway, so we've got four series done. We've got four still awaiting. Uh, and if you at home had the Blues, Avalanche, Blue Jackets, and Islanders at this point, kudos to you because you're probably the only one. Um, I'm in a I'm in a playoff pool with 280 people, and six people took the Columbus Blue Jackets. And there's something to be said about that because, like, in a pool with that many people it serves you best to pick some upsets because like your odds go way down if you pick Tampa Bay to win the cup. Sure. Because I would imagine out of the 280 people, there's got to be at least like 80 people that took Tampa Bay to win the cup. Mm -hmm. But six people out of 280 took Columbus to win that series. Like I almost did it just because. 
but that wasn't the upset I thought that you know I should bet on. So yeah, I took yeah. Dallas instead. Got to play the right odds, you know. That's yeah. how you win the big money. So. Yeah. I, uh, I, oh, one more thing uh, that happened to me in the two weeks since I talked to everybody. I lost a lot of money gambling. Well, not a lot, but uh, I lost often is what I mean. I didn't make, like, huge bets, but I made a lot of bets over the last couple weeks. Didn't win any of them. Mm. Didn't win any. Yeah. Lost uh, lost money on the Masters. I bet uh, 10 bucks on the Calgary Flames the other night to win against the Colorado Avalanche. I need to win by two. Just win by two. Win a regulation. We're fine. Nothing. Else. It was looking good for 51 minutes or whatever it was, but... Oh, that's why you hit the booze this weekend. You know, it's we don't lose at the booze. Oh yeah, I don't work. I don't work till uh, later tomorrow. Probably a few beers today. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Tempe Lightning, hmm. uh, their former general manager. Oh yeah, this is nice. A eh? new home. This is kind of neat. It is. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I was really hoping Steve Eiserman wouldn't stay in the Atlantic Division. Thank Fuck. God Detroit's got a few years to go. Like, still, this but... division just never stops. Like. Which, like, who's, like, it scares me as a Leaf fan. Who's going to be the bad team in this division in a few years? Well, Buffalo's never getting out of the face, <laughs> Come on now. Like, but, 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 I mean, seriously, like, Buffalo, in theory, should figure things out eventually. What'll likely happen is they'll bring the right people in place and draft well, and they'll eventually be a good team. What could happen is this all blows up in their face. They have to trade Jack Eichel and start all over. But I'm not going to bet on that because mm-hmm. they have one of the best young forwards in the league and they have one of the best young defensemen in the league. So, you know, I mean, but Detroit makes this move with Eiserman, and the logic would dictate that Eiserman's going to do at least a fraction as good of a job as he did in Tampa Bay, which would mean that they should be a good team because uh, they've already got a lot of good young pieces in place. So he doesn't need to do a ton of heavy lifting there. Um, Florida is going to be better next year with Joel Quenville, provided they find a goaltender. Toronto, there's really no reason to suggest they're going to regress very much, but I could see them having a bit of an off year next year, depending. I'm not going to bet on it, but well, clearly. Yeah, Maybe I should. I think, I, I think Boston's in a position where they're going to be taking some steps back. Boston's going to be interesting because they've got a lot of good young players too, though. Like, they have a ton of players that aren't even on the roster yet. So, like... I guess, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird with Boston, but... Boston's a team they're like I think it was what you're getting at. They're gonna have an adjustment year at some point they where will. they probably are gonna miss the playoffs despite having a decent team. Yeah. Um but there's just there's gonna come a point where Bergeron gotta move back in Chara. the lineup. Um yeah. you know, Char Char Chara's Their goaltenders aren't young. I mean yeah. maybe their adjustment years next year because Zidano Chara's gonna be on the ice for the Boston Bruins next year, which sure. uh that signing looks worse by the day to me. I d I don't know, man. He's still really smart, but He's really bad. Like he's kind of like Patrick Marlowe, man. Like they both fell off a cliff really fucking fast. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and with with the Eisman, we're talking about a guy that is he's getting GM of the year votes, and he hasn't been a general manager since November. Which like he built that Tampa Bay roster. I think a lot of people realize that, and they're, they're no one's giving a lot of credit to Julian Brisebois uh, for uh, the season Tampa Bay had. Uh, I think all the credit there goes to Steve Yeisman. So, um, one of the best general managers in the sport right now. I think that's a, just a universal uh, stance. Um, it's uh, apparently been reported that it, this was Ken Holland's doing. This this was him recruiting I Steve Yeisman. I think Ken Holland's been ready to take a step back for a while, and uh... it sounds like he's going to go upstairs until uh, Seattle 
is on the horizon and then reassess his career, what he wants to do. Yeah, it's and I think that's a smart move because, uh, you know, Ken Holland could easily just do this now and be done with being the guy who's making all the phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It depends what he wants to do. You're right. I could see him going to Seattle. Um, but I could see this being it and him stepping back like Glenn Sather or something. Sure. And now he's just uh, yeah. sitting upstairs with a... With a stogie in his mouth and a song in his heart. We'll have to see how the how the itch to get back in the front office uh, affects Ken Holland. But for now, Steve Geisman, back in Detroit. I love it. Um, I don't love it from... Uh, Hopefully there's medication for that itch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, rub A535. Um, I'm Brutes Battaglia, ESPN. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess... Unless you've got anything more to say about Stevie Eisman in, in Detroit. Uh, no, good for the Red Wings. Yeah, They got their guy, uh, best player, uh, well, well, one of the best players in franchise history. Um, maybe the best captain of all time, you could make the argument. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it's an awesome move. It's really cool. And worst case scenario, it doesn't work out, but it's still cool that Steve Eisenman got to be the GM of the Red Wings. So, oh, definitely. Uh, uh, on the very worst of this, it's a pretty cool novelty move. On the very best, uh, Detroit's going to win uh, like four Stanley Cups. and uh, Just like Tampa. Yeah. I'll probably uh, stop watching hockey. Right. Well, um, got anything to plug? Oh, this is it. I don't know. That's all that was on my list here. I, did, I, did, so. yeah, I don't know if I got anything else. Yeah. Anything else happened? Did we talk about... You talk about Vigneault? Yeah. Vigneault, Vigneault happened. I like that hire. Mark Hunter interviewed with the Oilers yesterday, apparently, for the GM job. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's just the right kind of old school hockey right? where it's probably yeah. going to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that's... Mark happen, Hunter Mark but... Hunter is a really good hockey guy, but you need to surround him with decent Smart pieces, I think, because it's not like yeah. he's dumb. But he could use a little bit of an analytics support system. Definitely. And, um, I don't know if that's what Edmonton is uh, exactly excelling in. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Like The interesting thing about the Oilers is they put the least amount of money, as far as we know, into an analytics department out of anyone in the National Hockey League other than maybe Anaheim. <laughs> and uh, um, Mark Hunter doesn't exactly move that in a super progressive direction. He's, again, he knows, he's, he's smart. Hell of a scout. But he's... Yeah. He maybe doesn't prioritize analytics as much as uh, maybe he should. But Fair. clearly the Oilers don't, so yeah. that's good. The game's not moving in that direction at all. But, I mean, the Islanders just won a series, so who fucking knows? Fucking nerds. Yeah. Up is down. Fucking uh, eggheads. Eggheads and their fucking numbers. Anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's... That's think it. That's um, we will probably be back, I would think, midweek to late week. Um, possibly with, like, a regular Friday episode. Um like an end of a end of the series sort of wrap up and second round predictions i am fairly positive we will have a guest next week but we'll have to see um because that interview should be able to happen but um well i'll just say it he plays for the thunder bay north stars and they're kind of uh the champs they have some places to go so we'll see when he's leaving what his travel plans are but uh, hopefully we'll get him on next week because it should be a fun interview beautiful Okay. Uh, yeah, nothing to plug. Nothing to plug. No, um, I was supposed to do a series recap, but I got drunk last night, so I, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't end up writing one. I'm sure I'll have some sort of a uh, what should the Jets do in the off season sort of post in the next few weeks, but we might have an episode by the time I do that. So love it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, for that. Uh, oh yeah. Happy you, um, like us. Uh, you can follow us oh, on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, you're a bit. Like us <laughs> on Facebook. You can follow us on Stitcher. 
Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Portugal Radio, Clomper, um, Netflix. Uh, imagine. I missed you. We had we. Had, <laughs> we should. Uh, I knew two of those. We should get a, like a Netflix original series. Podcast. Yeah, like a like a radio special or something. Two peas in a pod. Yeah. Okay, I'm good. Okay. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>